G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Those who can remember the Billy Graham Crusades of 1959 and 1967 are getting a little older and somewhat fewer. Well, in 1959, let me just refresh your memory about a little Australian history from the 20th century. Billy Graham launched a four-month tour of evangelistic events across Australia, reaching more than three million people. And you might be interested to know that at the time, that was nearly a third of Australia's population. Well, this year, it's going to be 60 years since Billy Graham first came to our nation, sparking what may be the most significant Christian revival Australia has ever seen. Right now, there's less than two weeks away from what will be an historic visit from Billy Graham's successor, his son, Franklin Graham. Now, you may be wise to mark your diary and prepare to bring friends and family to the events that may be in a uh, arena near you. Now, let me just quickly rattle through those. In Perth, look forward to hearing Franklin Graham on the 9th of February. In Darwin on the 13th, Melbourne the 16th, Brisbane the 18th, Adelaide the 20th, and in Sydney, two nights on February 23rd and 24th. It is a tremendous privilege to be able to take an opportunity right now to speak with Franklin Graham live from the United States ahead of his tour of Australia. Franklin Graham, a special welcome to 2020. Well, thank you. This is a great privilege for me. Franklin, we're excited about your arrival in Australia. So many listeners are familiar with your son, Will, uh, who has been uh, doing a number of dates in Australia. Uh, It's exciting that you are coming to do some capital city dates. I want to ask you, when the lights are starting to fade and the music is dying down because there's a big entertainment spectacle that goes along with the festival that you'll be leading... And when that spotlight comes on to you, Franklin Graham, and you're beginning to uh, just get those feelings about what you're going to deliver to an Australian audience, are you going to tailor your message for Australians in any special way? Well, first of all, I think God uh, tailors the message to the human heart uh, when the gospel is preached. Uh, God uses his word. Uh, to pierce the hearts of those that believe not the Bible says. And uh, we know that the the Word of God uh, is like a, the Bible calls it a sword, and it, and it, it pierces, and uh, God uses that to touch people's hearts. So I, just, I deliver a very simple gospel message and uh, give an invitation for people to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And so I believe that when we uh, come to Australia in just a, a few days, uh, that God will use his word uh, to touch the hearts of many hundreds and possibly thousands of Australians in the next uh, few weeks. I'm excited about coming. And I remember as a young boy, my father, when he left, it, uh, when he got to Australia, he had already been traveling for about 10 days, and he gets there, and the total time until he got back home was right at almost six months. And we as children didn't even recognize him when he came home. 
uh, we didn't know who he was, and I think it did kind of hurt him. And uh, he never took a trip quite that long after that. But he spent a, a, a lot of time in Australia, and I'm very grateful for that time that he spent. But we're living in a different world. And it's, uh, people cannot... My father was in Mike Melbourne for a month, Sydney for a month. Uh, you can't do that today. The churches don't don't have the ability to do that. They're so Everybody's so busy in this digital age in which we live. And so we're just coming for uh, a night at each city that giving the same gospel message. And I hope people will come. We're not taking up any offerings. We're not asking for anything. We're not selling anything. We're just simply preaching the gospel and giving Australians an opportunity to bring their families and friends uh, that need the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to hear the message that God loves them, that he sent his son from heaven to this earth to take our sins, that he died on the cross for our sins, he was buried for our sins, but on the third day God raised his son Jesus Christ to life, and if we're willing to repent and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God will forgive our sins and heal our hearts, and we can have a brand new life, a new beginning, forgiven, cleansed of all of our sins. And I'm excited about just this simple gospel that God uses to touch hearts. Franklin, let us in on some of your expectations for your Australian tour. Is Australia fertile ground right now for receiving this message of the gospel? I, I think it's, it's a fertile ground. We've had a tremendous uh, uh, response, and we, we've trained counselors, and we've right at uh, almost 10,000 counselors. Oh, excuse me, these are people that have come to our Christian Life or Witness classes, and out of that will come the counselors. So there's 10,000 people that have gone through our training, and we are just excited to see that kind of interest uh, from Christians and from churches that have participated in this and that have uh, committed to, to come and to, to work in the meetings uh, uh, every night, because we have to have uh, the Australian churches involved. We, we, when we leave the country, the people that put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ are going to be going into the Australian church. And we hope that in every city the church will be strengthened because of our visit and that there will be another generation of men and women who put their faith and trust in Christ. Franklin, Australia is becoming what many would say to be a little more secular, a little less religious. I wonder whether you've got some thoughts on the urgency of preaching the gospel in these days. Well, the, you know, you have to preach to every generation. And my father was there 60 years ago. But the, the, the gospel has to be preached uh, over and over and over again because you've got a new generation coming up uh, every few years. And there is an urgency. I, I believe uh, time is short. Um, no question of the world has changed. We are becoming uh, not a little bit <laughs> more secular. Uh, uh, for my country, we're coming a lot more secular, and I know Australia is too. And we see this around the world. And uh, secularism and communism are not that much different. They're both godless forms of government. What we're doing in the West, we're taking God out of, out of our governments in many cases. And so uh, I'm not coming to, to be involved in politics. I'm not coming to be involved in anything other than just preaching the gospel. And the gospel changes lives. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There's Holy Spirit-filled power in the, in the message of the gospel, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
there's Holy Spirit-filled power in this message. Now, people ask me, Franklin, how does it work? I don't know. All I know is it works. This is what God uses uh, to, to call men and women from, from darkness into light. And that's, that's what we're doing. And you expect, don't you, that God is the one who moves upon the hearts of the people. And so for the turnout of audiences in all of those centres that I mentioned, uh, we're relying, aren't we, on the power of the Holy Spirit to manoeuvre hearts to invite. How important is it for those who are listening to our conversation now to recognise that a Franklin Graham opportunity to hear the gospel here is not just about believers coming to hear the gospel preached, but to bring the lost, the unsaved, those who've not heard the gospel before. What are your thoughts for the unsaved and for Aussies inviting? It's extremely important for the church, for Christians to bring their unsaved friends and family, uh, because this is such an opportunity. Um, You know, lots of times uh, a person won't go to a church with you if you invite them to a church, but they'll come to a park, they'll come to one of the arenas, and, um, you know, they've been there for sports, so they've been there for concerts or whatever, and so they, they, that's familiar ground to them. And so this is a great opportunity to invite them, and they don't feel necessarily intimidated. And they'll, they'll come if you invite them. And then just pray, and, that's, and this is the key. You've got to pray for your unsafe family and friends. And I would encourage you, for those that you want to bring, start praying for them right now. And uh, just watch what the, what the Holy Spirit of God will do in their hearts and their lives. And I believe we'll see many prayers answered. Do you think it's the case that God is already at work in the lives of people who've not yet been invited? The circumstances of their family, of their career, of their life, uh, ready to be uh, hearers of the gospel, to receive that gospel word. What are your thoughts for people who uh, are thinking about inviting someone, thinking that, well, I know that Aussies are spiritual, but they're not very religious. Uh, What are your thoughts for that type of invitation? Well, you know, we, we want people to come that aren't religious. <laughs> you know, uh, people who are lost, uh, people who may be atheists or agnostics, and um, we, we want people to, to come that, that feel like there's no hope. They have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. Um, these are the people we want to come. We don't want us to have a church meeting. Uh, we want to have the lost there, but we're, we're counting on the churches to bring the lost. And for a per- there'll be many people, I believe, who will just be... Uh, listening to the radio, maybe uh, read something in the newspaper, or maybe just passing by and just say to themselves, I wonder what that is. I think I'll go over there and see what that is. And many of these people will be drawn by the Holy Spirit of God, and they don't even know they're being drawn. But God has a way of pulling people that he's calling, and he'll and, and bring them to a place where they hear the, the gospel and have to make a decision uh, to accept or to reject. And uh, with the church praying... Um, I believe there will be many people who will accept Christ because they have been prayed for and the Holy Spirit has been working in their hearts and their lives. And, again, the harvest is... None of this has anything to do with Franklin Graham. It's about God answering prayer. And I'm just uh, the messenger preaching the gospel. But the Holy Spirit is the one that's working in the hearts and lives of people. God, through the power of the Spirit, drawing people to hear his message, not Franklin Graham's message, but to hear his message. Franklin, you are the messenger, and in the tradition of the presentation of the gospel, in that style of your own father, reflect for us, if you wouldn't mind, just for a few moments, 
we lost your father last year and some people will have said I wonder what that will do to the momentum of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and uh, under your leadership as I understand it things are flourishing and the momentum is continuing what are your thoughts on the progress since losing your dad well first of all we've you know I um, losing my father was a, a huge loss and uh, missing uh, to this day. Uh, but yet the, the work that uh, God has called us to is not finished. Uh, he told us to go into the, the, the nations, the world, to make uh, disciples, uh, to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are to go into the world to make disciples. And, and coming to Australia, we're just wanting to uh, do our little part in the Great Commission. My father was there, of course, in, uh, 60 years ago. We're coming uh, on this tour uh, to just preach that same gospel. But yet my father, uh, the work of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association uh, is still going forward. We're still doing well. Uh, the, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is paying the, the expenses of this uh, tour. People are still giving money. People are still praying. And uh, we're coming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Australia, get ready. Here we come. Franklin, I know we've only got you for a short time, but a reflection or two on the idea of revival. What does it take to spark revival in a nation like Australia? Prayer. Uh, I cannot emphasize prayer enough. Um, it, it's uh, people praying. and I'm, When I mean praying, I'm talking about on your knees praying kind of praying. God hears prayer, uses prayer. And uh, if a nation is praying... Uh, if the church is praying, I believe God could spark a revival. No question about it. Okay, let me run through those dates. And if you've got any reflection on some of these cities that you've been to before, you're going to be in February in less than two weeks, February the 9th at Perth Arena, in Darwin right. on the 13th of February at the Darwin Convention Centre, in Melbourne on the 16th at High Sense Arena, in Brisbane at the River Stage on the 18th of February, Adelaide February 20th at Titanium Security Arena, and in Sydney, 23rd and 24th, two nights at the International Convention Centre. Are there particular cities that you've visited before where there's been a tremendous response, Franklin? Well, I remember, um, of course, I was in, I've been uh, in uh, Sydney, uh, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, uh, Melbourne uh, before. Uh, but I remember once in Adelaide um, when um, I preached and gave an invitation. Uh, there was uh, some of my team was sitting on the second row. And there were some older people on the front row. I guess they called themselves the uh, 59ers. <laughs> but these are people who had come to faith in my father's crusade at, uh, back in that time. And at the invitation, people started coming forward, uh, walking down on the field uh, to confess their sins and to uh, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And one of the uh, older men took his elbow and kind of hit the other man in the ribs. And he said, and he, and he didn't hear very well, so he had to speak kind of louder. That's how our people... Uh, overheard him. He said, see there, I tell you, it still works. And uh, and he was, of course, talking about the preaching of the gospel and giving an invitation, it still works. 
It still works. As you say, you are the messenger and you're going to be visiting Australia here in less than two weeks from now. First date, February the 9th at Perth Arena. Let me point people to the website to get greater detail and to be able to make a plan to be there at the festival that's coming in less than two weeks from now. grahamtour.com.au grahamtour.com.au and I guess if you were googling Billy Graham Evangelistic Association there'll be some links that will get you to all the details about the Australian tour grahamtour.com.au and I might just say that we're continuing our conversation in just a few moments beyond our chat now Franklin and we're going to be talking about the uh, Christian Life and Witness and uh, the Operation Andrew Be an Andrew uh, we're going to be chatting with Rodney Trinidad but uh, these follow-up ideas and uh, the invitation ideas are something of what makes the Crusades very very powerful what are your thoughts uh, for what surrounds uh, the preaching of the message on the night what happens beforehand what happens after well, there's, there's so much work that goes ahead of time and even after. Uh, first of all, um, we, we work with the churches in training uh, people uh, to respond at the invitation to be able to counsel those that are coming forward. And uh, so right now we're close to 10,000 uh, that have been trained, so uh, that have taken the classes so far. And then afterwards... We want to follow up with every person that makes uh, a decision for Christ by helping them to get into a local church and then getting uh, material to them, Bible Bible studies, that's the kind of thing that we can provide to them, so that they will continue to grow. But we want to get them into a church and get them grounded in a church and begin to uh, fellowship with, with Christian believers there uh, locally where, uh, where they come forward. So prayer is the most important thing. I can't, I cannot stress, uh, stress this enough, the importance and the power of prayer. God uses prayer. He hears prayer. So um, when we come to uh, uh, Perth uh, just uh, in just about a week and a half time, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what God is going to do, and then um, we will channel people into the churches and uh, for them to be discipled and uh, to carry on. It's prayer, it's the invitation, it's being there on the night to see the presentation of the gospel, and then there's a follow-up and a placement into churches. Franklin Graham, uh, honour to you. Uh, We're looking forward to seeing you come to Australia. Every listener to our conversation now undoubtedly is wondering how they could get to be a part of one of these festival events. Let me point people to grahamtour.com.au. Franklin Graham, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us ahead of your tour here on 2020. And, you know, thank you. I just want to remind people, every seat's free. We're not charging any money. Uh, It's free. Uh, Come, a lot of music and uh, a gospel message. It'll be a huge event. Uh, Looking forward to it and prayerful that God is going to do something significant in our nation. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.